Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Prefer Not to Say podcast. Boutique Paul and Daddy Master Senpai dropping that knowledge and wisdom on you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Every- unwanted and unwarranted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes we're helpful. Sometimes we just rant and ramble. Mm-hmm. You know? Every new episode's in addition to the ramble verse. Yeah, and they're more frequent now. <laughs> <laughs> episodes all the time. And people are still, people are surprisingly ca- keeping caught up with it. Yeah, that's what surprises me the most. You know, it's, <laughs> it's almost like they're just waiting for it. Like, ah, here's where's here's, where's the next episode? A new episode. It's, it's like when you're watching a great anime, you know, and you're like, fuck, I can't wait until next weekend. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. That was always hero. the worst as a kid. <laughs> or yeah, or my hero, or uh, the fact that uh, Funimation's dubbing from home, so mm. everything's coming out later because everyone's literally doing it all from home. So sad, but I'm glad they're staying safe. Yeah, and still pumping out the, still pumping it out, you know. Gotta, gotta put together, you know. Gotta do something. That's it's it's and it's fortunate if you can, you know, are able to do what you do from home. Yeah, a lot of people couldn't. Yeah, a lot of them got laid off, and some got paid more than they got at their job because of the CARES Act. Mm. Some people didn't get paid more. Some people probably got paid less due to certain areas. Yep. <sighs> well, today. This episode is another edition of Get Shit Done, because these are so much fun. <laughs> it's fun dissecting the words of uh, people that, you know, I hope to be able to match bank accounts one day. Mm-hmm. Some people in here might might never be able to, because I know there's probably a few Jeff Bezos quotes, and they're, they're saying he's on track to be the world's first trillionaire. So, Oh, my goodness. No one ever needs that much money, but all right. <laughs> people will literally probably eat him if that happens world's first trillionaire there's a horde of people just outside his house like motherfucker <laughs> uh, he's, he's trying so hard to become scrooge mcduck <laughs> oh because he's worth he, he's the richest character in existence because he's mm. worth like uh oh i Something can't even remember the number saskatchewan all these made-up fucking words it's yeah <laughs> there's a there's a panel in one of the comics because i know weird shit like this where uh scrooge mcduck is like losing it's like 60 billion dollars or some shit some crazy amount of money every second and he's like uh, at this rate I'll be broke in a hundred years <laughs> <laughs> I'll be broke long after I'm dead <laughs> that's great so yeah so the next quote is perfectionism is often an excuse for procrastination Paul Graham of Y Combinator. Facts. I, I I fuck with that quote heavy. You know, how many times have, have you had to like catch yourself and be like, oh man, I really don't want to finish or let this out there because it's not finished and then it just sits idle because you, you never like progress on whatever it is you're doing or how many times have you been like, yeah, I want to do it, but I don't want to do it until I can do it perfectly to my vision. Yeah, that's why my whole philosophy is just put it out. Mm-hmm. That's why I like most of like my, my latest Instagram video uh, was done in one take and I decided just mm-hmm. not to do any more. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's good enough. Let's throw it out. <laughs> yeah, that, is, that is why I've adopted that lifestyle. You know, it's like it took a lot of like self-learning because when I was a teenager, I was uh, I was very reclusive. I'll say, you know, I was very slow to like get out there and meet people or like do anything in general because i was very wary of like the public eye and i didn't like not being viewed as like perfect so in my early 20s was when i was 
basically reconfiguring the way that I think and approach things. And that's why I'm like extremely forward about stuff now. It's because I live that quote. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of goes along with this uh, thing that I heard Gary V say once that uh, it was perfection is insecurity in disguise. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of flipped it. I was like, yeah, perfection is just like you being afraid to take out your trash in public. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to just hoard things just because you're like, oh, it's it's not ready yet. Throw it out. See mm-hmm. what happens. I can't let people see that I have this trash. Just fuck it. Yeah, that's okay. why it's that's why it's like, you know, with the pod, we just put it out. Mm-hmm. It's very it's not edited very much. I mean, that's like the whole reason why I've also like adapted this this like motto, you know, where I'm like at the end of the day, the only person that you have to be okay with is yourself, you know? Like when you when you go to sleep at night, it's you and your thoughts. That's it. Yeah. You know? So like the the world can think whatever, your friends and family can think whatever. At the end of the day, you got to be good with you. Right. And so I have like absolutely no fear when it comes to doing shit like that anymore. Yeah, and I think it it doesn't help that we, you know, perfectionist type people can be often lauded if they're successful in their respective fields. Mm-hmm. It's like how uh like in music, Dr. Dre is known as a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. That sometimes works to his disadvantage. Like um he spent so many years working on his uh, infamous album that never got released, Detox. I remember reading an article in 2008. Mind you, this was nine years after he dropped the album 2001. It was reported that he had already made 800 songs for this album. Jesus. And then it never came out. He actually ended up scrapping it and making an album in secret and dropping it in like 2015, I think. <laughs> Yeah, he just scrapped the album and did something new. And I was like, yeah, uh, I don't think I could work on an album for, you know, 15 years and then be comfortable with anything if I'm holding it at that point. It's like when uh, Guns N' Roses uh, took like forever to release the album Chinese Democracy. Like it was started in like 1993. It didn't come out till like 2013 or something like that. Was it 2013 or was it 2008? Can't remember. (laughs) Regardless, it's a shitload of time. To just be sitting on something or to just be like agonizing over wanting to release it. Actually, I think think I take it back. It might have been 2008. Let's see. Chinese democracy. Yep, it was 2008. Yeah, it had been started in like 93 or something like that. I mean, and there were so there were so many. (laughs) Oh, here. No, I tell you, here is 97. 97 to 2007 is when it was recorded. (laughs) <laughs> he, had a, he also had a revolving cast of like musicians joining in and out of the band Buckethead was in the band for a little while but I guess he was mm. being too weird so they kicked him out <laughs> man I, I don't think I could just just idle like that on anything I was trying to do for several years I can't even really imagine like idling for months on an idea let alone a decade right you know <clears throat> Well, it's like a. There are sometimes where it makes sense. Like, there's a movie um, called Boyhood mm-hmm. by director Richard Linklater, and it was shot over twelve years. Oh, I remember. Remember hearing about this, or maybe yeah, you should tell me about this. But there's 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 a point to that, though. He wanted to record that one. Yeah, it, you know, it was like, it was to actually record like in the moment of the various ages. But now apparently he's working on some other movie that he's trying to make over the next 20 years or something like that. (laughs) 
20 or 30 that's, years or something like that. That's that's an exception though. That's like a whole concept for that project. You know, you're not, yeah, you're not that's, it, like, it, it, yeah, it makes sense. Why isn't he done with this 20 year project in five years? Well, cause it has to take this amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, you know, um, or like those jokes or memes like the, oh these rappers are always in the studio but never release anything. Oh yeah, oh my goodness. <laughs> it's a, it's crazy cuz it's like at least from my point of view I see like a shitload of like amateurs, you know, doing it and they're, they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm in the studio. I'm in the studio." Like people I used to hang out with, "Oh, I'm in the studio." And here it is like X amount of years later, it's like they haven't released one track, one song, not even like a a clip or a sample or anything like that. And I'm just like, "Could I just can't imagine that." Like if you if you if you have an interest in doing something, just like find the energy or the will and go do it. Yeah, it's just yeah. That's why I just you know I kind of have a personal policy now uh, of no vaulting. Like pretty much anything I make is just going to come out in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. There's Which no reason to keep it. The bold man. <clears throat> I mean, you have to put stuff out to get noticed. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's like you know a company can't you can't start a company and then not release any products in a decade. Yeah, I'm, well, I mean, I feel like there's a, a startup or two that have done that. <laughs> but, <clears throat> well, I mean, there's a. I think more so, it's like you can't start a company to a deficit. Oh, like okay, if, like okay. if you have like if there's research and development going into something that's eventually going to be released, and it's like you have. You know, it's like a project of like you have fallback money. It's not you can't just start a company and just be like, oh, we started a company, but we're working on a project. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it's like at least you're not going to exist publicly with no project. <laughs> a company that just constantly builds anticipation for its its greatest project or greatest <laughs> product ever. And it's <laughs> our first project is going to be great. What is it? Can you tell us anything about it? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah it's a uh, yeah i just I, I just rolling with like when, when people like proclaim themselves as perfectionists it's just that just almost makes it worse like oh you're calling yourself a perfectionist <laughs> I, I i can't imagine it's like, that, that, it's like that's like openly stating like i am crippled with fear <laughs> that's like the dude who calls himself a riot at a party yeah Oh man, you better watch out for me. I'm a riot. Gets fucking drunk, pukes in the bathroom. <laughs> the rest of the night. <laughs> oh, it's great. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't know, and it's like I think this thing where it's like you know, I guess there's a also the thing where it's like you know the people who aren't perfectionists because like perfection is just their default, like Prince. Like the dude was just so good at what he did. He literally could just pump out songs all the time. You're not really you, you're not suffering from air quotes perfectionism if you're just kind of perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he was literally like almost the perfect musician. Like that is no lie. Like he could literally outplay most people in existence for no reason. I mean, he, he, he you know, obviously he had that discipline as a kid to be like, I'm going to be the best at music and just did it. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, is is he really he's not suffering from that perfectionist issue? Because like, I mean, even as a kid, he's just like he had the passion for something. He just he just started. He didn't sit there and was like, oh, I, w- I want to make the best music ever, but I can't release it until it's, he just fucking jumped right in. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's uh, 
that's what I try to apply with myself. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to make things. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. I mean, good or bad. It's like, you don't know, you don't know what people will be receptive to mm. in all actuality. Yeah. It's like writers who are perfectionists. That, that's something I never understood. Oh, I don't know how the audience will respond. Like, look, peruse some Reddit sub forums. There's some wild ass people out there. You can write pretty much anything and you're guaranteed to have at least one person be like, this is my shit. <laughs> I think it's a, the perfection is also the desire to want to make the greatest thing ever all the time. Uh, I mean, it's great to have an aspiration for something like if you want to create some pro- some project, product or idea that's going to change the face of the world in some way or at least like change that industry. That's fine to want that. But like it, there's seven plus billion people on, on this earth. Only one person's going to do that. Like mathematically right. speaking, that is highly unlikely that that's going to be you. Right, exactly. Shoot for the stars. I mean, go for it, but like, don't don't be upset and don't hold yourself back because you're like focused on being just that. You know, it's it's funny because I think perfection only has a place in film because you still have a budget and a deadline. Yeah. So it's like you could be a perfectionist, but within this small window. Mm-hmm. It's like like there's a lot of you know directors who are noted as perfectionists, and it's like yeah, that works. Just have everything exactly how you want it, but it's like you still got limited amount of money and limited amount of time you got contracts to honor mm. no room for you to be like nah i'll just take another however long nope yeah <laughs> studio you, wants you, it you can be a bit of a perfectionist but you still have to give you know there's still that give and take it's like this scene has to be absolutely perfect it's like all right you can do that it's gonna take all this time but then you're not gonna have the time to do that with all these other scenes and the deadline is like x amount of days away you have to you know push this project out right and uh also perfect go ahead perfectionism can also lead to like ruining things mm-hmm. like you, you're just trying to make it perfect it, it could have been good like forever ago but then you're just like no it has to be better when anything gets that like over processed feel to it like you spent too much time working on it too polished it's like it's like you polished away the uh the the quality that makes it good yeah i mean some people it's like sometimes you have to like deconstruct things in order to get it right mm-hmm. you don't want anything to be too perfect or what you perceive as perfect because it probably could just be terrible yep in the in the quest for making something perfect you can you can end up with uh, a colossal mess because you just keep adding things in you know you're like okay all right well this would actually enhance the feel of this particular like i don't know sub narrative in whatever film so they add another character and they write more lines for that and then they do the same over here and then uh, a film that would have been perfect at like an hour and 20 minutes is now two and a half hours. And it's just like superfluous at that point. Or good old George Lucas, you know, constantly adding new special effects to star Wars over the years. Yeah. When the original was just fine. (laughs) (laughs) I wish they would just release the originals. Like that is such an accomplishment for the time. Like you don't want to highlight that. You're just like, now we're going to go back and add things. Why? We don't need always, CGI in this movie. Always wanted this to look this particular way. Fuck off. It's fine where it is. Well, that's the other thing. It's, you know, be proud of the accomplishment you had pre-technology. Mm-hmm. Just because you can go back and do stuff technically better doesn't mean that you should because it's not going to have that new. It's not going to have that feeling anymore. You know, we have better technology so we can re-render these things and make it look better. It's like, yeah, but 
we have that technology now so it's not like you're pushing the forefront of anything it's not like you're doing something amazing you're just doing something that we can readily do right how many times do you have to recut the greedo han scene to make people forget that han actually shot first <laughs> i don't care what anybody says the original script he just shot greedo didn't even shoot back <laughs> they they decided to change that because they didn't want him to seem like a cold-blooded killer i'm like really han solo this dude will do anything He's he's literally a smuggler. He's a criminal, right? Like right off the bat, as you introduce him, of course he shoots first. If I was this is how I always envisioned Han Solo. If I was him, I don't give a fuck. You're creating problems, blaster. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't under, when I first saw the Star Wars movies way back when I was a kid, I did not understand why Jabba was alive. Like if I was Han Solo, <laughs> at any time that I was in the same room with him, I'd have just been like, "Bam, problem solved. Your boss is dead. Anybody trying to go down?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know that goes into a whole thing where there's this almost like complex people develop over people in power mm-hmm. it's like one person has all the underlings it's like what well, you guys can't all just rise up mm-hmm. but, that, but that's a whole psychology thing though it's like you know someone it's like you know it's like a mental thing they have that over you it's like you're almost incapable of functioning without them being in power i never understood that but i think that's because i look at people differently like, no matter what anybody's accomplished, no matter what position they're in, I'm like, look, dude, at the end of the day, you're just flesh wrapped around bones. So I'm not concerned. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know what I'd do. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, perfectionism can also lead to never finishing things, which mm. is even worse than like over like an overproduction on anything dude oh my okay so the gaming industry this is this is a like a constant occurrence you know it's most of the time it's it's like technical difficulties or lately it's been the whole covid thing so they haven't been able to have people in office to work on stuff but every time there's a a highly anticipated project coming out and it just keeps getting pushed back and pushed back oh it's delayed it's delayed it's not coming out yet it's like stop fucking working on it and release it like i can't i can't tell you how many times I've had the privilege of playing like an alpha or a beta test of a game. And I'm like, this is fucking great right now. You should just release this, you know, and then it doesn't come out for another year and a half. You know, I've I've noticed things and it's like, you know, obviously I'm not much of a gamer. I think there's is there a reason why there's such a push for like superficial quality in video games? Uh, like as like as in like trying to make things so realistic. Oh, OK. Um. I think that I think it's more of like a uh, like an EP thing, you know, where they're just trying to be like, oh, well, this is this is the maximum that we can push this technology to as far as making things appear real. Like, uh, I'm sure what was it, the last of us part two that released everybody's like, oh, my God, it looks almost like you're living the experience or whatever. I don't get it because, like, personally, I like to have a, I have a game like. Be co- very colorful, you know, and and not look real. <laughs> Because that real shit kind of just, I don't know, it, it just drags me down. doesn't make me feel like I'm playing a video game. It's like, at what point do you just have actors acting out scenes that are just right. like, you know, everything's a cut scene that just gets triggered by another action. I mean, <laughs> I have this idea that I have this idea that the 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 gameplay is going to like the, the gameplay footage, the gameplay cinem- or the gameplay graphics are going to advance to the point where they literally look real or they look as real as like the uh the special effects we have in like current films, you know, where you can have a special effect go down and it looks like the actor really did it. Um, or like the deep fake stuff. Um, I'm expecting gaming to 
to develop to that point and then the cutscenes are just going to go full circle back to the old school cutscenes where it's literally just like actors because <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's plenty of old games that were like that you know it's like a shitty little rts you're playing but then the cutscene is like actually acted by two people like just it's just it's just a clip it's just people recorded talking in uniform. <laughs> so i'm thinking that's gonna go full circle back but yeah because it's like because it, that's another form of perfectionism it's just like it's like does does everything have to be like real like like video games is one thing it's like i don't think it should be real i mean it's like i, I obviously we share different points in the film thing because i like things that are a little bit more realistic when it comes to that but video games mm-hmm. is like do i want this to be real like that's that's one thing where i'm like no take me to some bonkers world where you know right things don't make sense right <laughs> i want zebras want- to, i want zebras to be blue like not <laughs> white and black <laughs> Do I want shit to look real or do I want to jump into Ratchet and Clank? <laughs> <laughs> like Crash Bandicoot? Mm-hmm. God, I think so there was somebody cool. like, I saw somebody post once they were talking about how they uh, thought how perfect uh, I think Zelda Wind Waker looked and they're like all these games that look super overly realistic and he's like, yeah, I'm not really about that. Mm-hmm. It does get tiring when every game has that same feel. There's a few exceptions though where like I want it to look very real but that's in like a uh, that's from like a gore point of view you know like when when there's like a, an action adventure game that comes out and like in in the combat you can like dismember your enemies i want that shit to look real because i want oh it to yeah be like obviously visceral, you, want, you know you want it to be like yeah you're killing somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> this is how it would look in real life <laughs> i want it to have that impact you know because i'm a big fan of like the like rpgs where you like choose your own path through the narrative and so like anytime you come into a situation where you're like you have the option of killing or sparing this npc if if the death of that character looks very real looks very visceral you you carry the weight of that decision after that you're like fuck i really ended this person as opposed to just them exploding in a shower of coins (laughs) (laughs) though that can be entertaining for some games (laughs) shit money or it looks like somebody died painfully then you're like fuck i'm kind of evil (laughs) oh imagine if they combine both it's just gory Mm -hmm. and bad like terrible and then just just gold everywhere oh that's doom <laughs> oh do they do that's that in doom. Doom? <laughs> it's well it's not gold coins but like it's super vis- visceral and bloody and and over the top but like when you kill people they're glowing like blue or red and you get like health and ammo out of them like you kill them and ammo flies everywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's funny yeah perfection yeah. is just Perfection works for some things. I mean, I want, you know, machinery to make like inanimate objects perfect. Oh, yeah, totally. Like, uh, I want tables and chairs to be perfect. That'd be kind of messed up if they weren't. It'd be all off, off kilter and shit, be wobbling. I hate that. You sit in a chair and it does that corner to corner rock. Yeah. Or you go to the, uh, go to the store and they got that one, you know, janky wheel that's just always spinning. Mm hmm. Oh, I had a cart the other day where one of the wheels was bent in and it was just constantly veering off to the left. <laughs> and I had to hold it. I was like, man, I picked the wrong cart. Mm-hmm. A lot of that stuff is like wear and tear, but like, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I almost feel like shopping carts should have been on like, like, uh, I was going to say like skids, you know, like a sled. Like you could just they just need to be redesigned. Yeah, they need to be redesigned. It's 
magnetize the floor and just have like you know base magnets on the bottom so they just hover oh my god like mag trains dude that'd be so cool (laughs) you gotta be careful though and somebody would drop their phone and brick the son of a bitch because it ruins the the. Uh, the tech, that would the tech like brick all technology within a certain radius, don't you think? Like if the entire floor well, was magnetized. Well, okay, so it would it would it would fuck with anything that has like an old school hard drive in it, a magnetic hard drive. Oh, that's you true. Can, yeah. You can drag a magnet across your phone and it'll be fine. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> oh shit! Start pushing perfection where it counts, mostly mm-hmm. in things that are inconvenient. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can perfect uh, a lot of a lot of uh, technology. I'd be okay with that, you know. But maybe perfect, you know, the human genome a little bit better. I'm one hundred percent for like gene engineering. You know, <laughs> I would love to go to like a, a hospital and then come out with like improved genetics. <laughs> <laughs> we should just come up with an episode called Greg Genics and then just go into all these things you desire for mm-hmm. <laughs> humans to be. <laughs> so I think yeah. it's partly because like I grew up watching a lot of sci-fi stuff and and so I'm like I've always had that concept like put in front of my face of like uh genetic engineering or and stuff like that to create like the perfect person and I'm like that shit sounds dope. Or like those, uh, anything that involves like nanobots just constantly mm-hmm. fixing your like entire body all the time. Yeah, I, I would, I would love to, I would love to have that. You know, like it, like that Bloodshot movie that came out. I mean, it's not a new concept as far as when that movie came out, but I love that like the nano machine idea because I would totally be like, let me get this injection of of nanites into my bloodstream that now regulates my health and takes care of all these problems. I still think one of the coolest Spider-Man suits was uh, was the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon where he had the he had the he had like the wrist thing he had like the wrist uh, watch or something like that and it would he just like release a bunch the, of nano spiders that would like envelop him in his Spider-Man suit. Spider-Man Omnitrix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't Iron Man do that once in one of the movies? Yeah, yeah. In um in the in what was it? Which Endgame? one was it? Was it Endgame or Infinity War? I think it was Infinity. It might have Infinity War. Infinity War is where he debuted the like the nano machine suit. Anything involving nano machines is always a cool concept because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, those, I could do that. Yeah, it's a little tiny little robots that just <laughs> do whatever you need it to. Be so dope. I've always uh, had a had a fascination with it. Um, the Day of the Earth stood still. The remake with Keanu Reeves when they displayed Gort in that. And how he worked when he burst into a cloud of nano machines and was eating metal and replicating itself. I was like, that is tight. We okay, I haven't technology. seen that yet, but now I need to see this one. Because- yeah, <laughs> dude, the remake's, the remake's not great, right? But it's it's not is it a, a good attempt? Movie. I I enjoyed it. I would watch it again. I still love the classic way more, but I would I would because watch. Gort's a boss in that one. Yeah. Like he's just vaporizing <laughs> people and they just disappear. He's like, I'm Gort. I play no fucking game. <laughs> I always I always liked that kind of part of that aesthetic of back there where it's like you had technology in the person in charge of like, don't mess with this. I don't have that much control over it. It will mm. kill you. I also love that kind of like microwave laser beam sound. It shot like mm. it shot the laser and just <laughs> you just start to light up and you're just done. That is a testament to humans being foolhardy and fucking stupid because he's like, don't fuck with that thing. What do they do? They fuck with it. 
or Klatsy just getting shot for no reason. Mm-hmm. Walks outside, bang. All right, let's. Can we try this again? <laughs> just don't do that. <laughs> walks outside, bang. This is America. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too relevant now. <laughs> oh, uh. yeah. Uh, well, it's actually looking to be a about that time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, listeners, are you guys perfectionists? Any of you out there? Maybe, maybe respond I, in the I comments. I sure as shit hope not. And if you are, <laughs> don't, if you are, don't do that. Don't take that the wrong way. F- feel free to explain your thoughts on it. I would love to hear from somebody saying, "I'm a perfectionist, and I think this is is good because of such and such." I'll have that conversation. Yeah, I mean, perfectionism isn't always a bad thing. It can just get out of hand. Yep. When it's stalling you and forcing you to stagnate, that's when you need to get it in check. Yeah, like if it, if it's preventing you from just living, then that's not mm-hmm. good. Yeah, not, not everything has to be perfect. Some things don't always benefit from being perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a good example of this is um, hip-hop producer Jay Dillo, who passed like, I think, 14 years ago this year. He he was he was primarily a sample based producer. When he sampled records, he liked sampling things with mistakes mm-hmm. because of how like humanistic it was. And also like he he programmed his drums with like no quantizer. So it was like whatever the rhythm he naturally tapped out for his beats, that's what stayed. So it had this kind of swing to it that was like mm-hmm. really kind of funky and like really natural. And that's what people drew him into his music because he would have that. Like there's a story when he was working on someone, I think it was singer D'Angelo's album Voodoo. I think it was Voodoo. Uh, they wanted uh, he had uh, programmed drums for a song and they wanted Lenny Kravitz on it and he said I can't play this there's a discrepancy in the drums and like it's supposed to be that way. <laughs> it's supposed to be off. <laughs> this is a there's a lot of styles within that like in that where it's like you know being a little bit offbeat kind of works. Yep. I like it. Uh, I like it when uh, lyricists do that in uh, like rap songs. You know, the, the, they'll typically have like a line about calling somebody like offbeat or some shit, but like it'll it'll fall off of the rhythm intentionally. And I'm like, that just has so much impact. And I, I there are some rappers that time. like are great offbeat. Like Common does that a lot. He's he seems to be like a little offbeat when he rhymes, but I was like, it just works. Mm-hmm. Or it's like if you got a little swing to your drums, you know, it doesn't always have to be hitting them perfectly on time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Be a perfectionist if it it helps, not if it hurts. Mm. That's the lesson to take away from this. It's like drinking in moderation. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That's actually that's actually a good analogy. I guess. <laughs> I don't. It makes perfectionism sound extremely though. dangerous. <laughs> but I mean, it could be too much know? perfectionism will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right everybody yeah that's the let's let's read back that quote i want to say it exact so i'm looking at the book again perfectionism is often an excuse for procrastination i don't think i actually read them back in the last ones i don't know if i, I don't know if i'll read them back in the future ones i just thought it'd be nice to mm-hmm. reiterate but yeah another edition to get shit done hope you guys enjoyed it there will be many more. There's like 180 something pages in the book, so there'll probably be many more until we feel like for stopping. A while. 
So yeah, uh, you know, keep listening if you're listening. We appreciate you. Follow us on all mm-hmm. the things: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Keep spreading it too. Tell all your friends. We got some people doing that. Uh, we're getting every now that we're getting a little bit more followers. Notice on the Instagram at least. Slowly so every now and then, just one pops up. You know, listen to previous episodes if you haven't yet. Anybody catching up or staying caught up? You're the best. For real, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, because like, I'm not even always on top of posting it about it till a day later, and then I see Josh already shared it, like after, like uh, like an hour after it debuted. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> How are you gonna share the post before the post is posted? <laughs> probably, he probably made sure he's got like a note, an actual like audible notification, mm. like Bing. Josh oh, new episode of the pod in the future. That's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a DeLorean somewhere. Time traveling. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, stay hustling and stay hydrated. Peace. Peace.